Hey everyone, welcome to episode five of Unfiltered. I can't believe it's already been five episodes. It's crazy. I feel like I just started this podcast, but at the same time, I feel like I've been doing it for <laughs> for a while. Um, sorry if you could just hear something honk. I, again, I live on a very very busy street. Um, so today I have my friend Audrey Kang on the podcast. She is one of my really good friends in college. Um, we met pretty early on, and we hit it off. We have a lot of similarities. And so that's why I thought she'd be really interesting to bring on to this episode. We hit a a lot of very, very cool points, um, talked a lot about some pretty interesting topics. And I think, I think it, it was really fun to record. So I hope you guys enjoy. Um, my book recommendation of the week is actually kind of a weird one. Uh, it's called Middlesex by Jeffrey Eugenides is how I think you pronounce his last name. Um, it's basically basically about a hermaphrodite and you know their journey about like figuring out that they have this condition um, and how this affected the way they they grew up, um, the way they you know developed, how they lived their life, and just like the journey of of their childhood. And you know this this tied into you know the history of their Greek descent and and it it was really 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 cool. Um, it sounds like a very weird book, but I swear as soon as I, I picked it up, I could not put it down. Definitely a must read. And I, I recommend it to honestly anyone. Um, and it, it highlights some, not controversial, but I think definitely some some taboo topics, which is really cool. Um, and then one thing I'm really excited for is I feel like, you know, we're two weeks into college. I feel like we're finally getting to the stage where like friendships are starting to, starting to be developed and like you kind of figure out like who you want to be friends with. And I think that like in the first week or so of college, you kind of are unsure of like who you're super close with. Um, and, you know, like socializing is definitely tiring at points. But I think I think we're at the point where we obviously don't have like super solid friendships, but I think that we're starting to figure out, like ha- kind of have an idea of like who you want to be friends with, who you want to get to know better. Um, but at the same time, you're always meeting new people, which is something I love about college. So that's that's really exciting. Um, I can't believe it's only been two weeks of college though. Like I, I, every time I talk to someone, we're like, I feel like we've been here forever, but at the same time we just got here and time is passing by so quickly. But I think like for me, I, I really quickly settled into a routine here and I'm really happy here and yeah, it's been great. So that's really exciting. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm going to stop talking now. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. Um, please stay tuned to hear everything that Audrey and I have to say. Hey everyone, uh, this is episode five of Unfiltered. Um, currently, I'm sitting next to Audrey Kang. Hey, I'm Audrey. I'm also first year at Harvard. Um, and today we're going to be talking about a lot of interesting things. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is like the difference between online and in-person relationships and how relationships are cultivated over social media and then also like how we met because I think we can attribute our meeting to Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think that after getting into college, what a lot of people do is that we follow like the class pages and on that you'll find a lot of people coming from your school and then that's when you start following them and you start seeing their posts and getting an idea of like who they are on social media. I don't know, like for me, I... And I feel like this can be seen in the fact that, like, when I was meeting people on campus, like, I kind of could recognize them by their social media name or, like, their Instagram username. I don't know. Like, it's kind of weird, but I I don't know. Like, I would see people in real life and I'd be like, it's so weird seeing you because I'm so used to seeing your Instagram posts. But, like, seeing you in real life makes things, like, feel a bit more real. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And 
I think that like we DM back and forth a little and I think we FaceTimed I think we FaceTimed like once yeah. throughout the entire time yeah. that like in the months before we came to Harvard. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And for me, like <laughs> like based on your Instagram, I always thought like my first impression of you was that you were like super I don't know, like I knew I didn't really characterize you into like the popular, popular group, but like I could tell like you had a lot of friends and like I don't know, like, you seem super outgoing, and I was like, oh, like, this girl seems really cool, like, I wasn't really sure, like, how you, I don't know, like, I wasn't sure, like, how you were in real life, but I kind of had, like, some preconceived notions. Yeah, definitely, I feel like, since, I mean, everyone says this, but we all put our best self forward on social media, and I think that also, like, for me, like, my social media, I try to include, like, pictures of other people in my posts, that's actually one of the things that I purposely try to do, just because, like, I start I cannot just put photos myself like my (laughs) self-esteem cannot live with me just like putting photos myself so I also have other people so I kind of see where that comes from yeah Yeah. and I remember like when I met you I already knew like some things about you I was like oh she sings oh she does this like I had like kind of like a running list of the things that you chose to post on social media that I knew about you which was super cool yeah I don't know I, I definitely agree like people like tailor their social media like their Instagram posts to like how they want to be perceived and I feel like in some senses, like, I think that can be good because you can get to know a person before you, like, actually meet them. But at the same time, I feel like it, it definitely, like, comes with its problems. I don't know. Like, I know for me, one thing that I did was – that I, like, noticed I did, which is really bad, is that as soon as I started, like, following people from Harvard or whatever, like, I kind of became a little too obsessed with, like, how people saw my Instagram. So, like, I would always – I don't know. Like, I would, like, look at my posts and I'd be like, oh, I wonder, like, what they think about me, which is so stupid, but I don't know. Okay, I definitely – I actually really relate to that because when I um, – the sec- when I got in and when I was thinking about posting on the Harvard page, yeah. I literally, like, I called up my friend, FaceTime my friend, and I was like, okay, you and I are going to go through my Instagram and you are going to tell me what to delete. I had, like – I had 90 something posts and I got it down to like 40 something really yeah like literally deleted like half of them because my friend's like no not this one not that one like don't do that and then after that what happened is that like every time I posted on my story before I didn't really care like when I posted Mm -hmm. and what I posted because they were all my friends people who followed me I was like okay you know me but now that there were new people I like second guess myself every time I posted a story Mm -hmm. I was like do they really care to see like this or like am I bothering like the new like 300 followers by posting yeah. a photo of like me and my friends and- yeah no I I feel that too it's kind of I don't know it's really sad because I feel like everyone does that but then like if everyone does that no one's really being themselves on social media I don't know but I definitely think that like social media is a great way to connect like that's how we really started like talking and I know like we dm'd I don't really remember like exactly what we talked about but I know we definitely dm'd a lot and then like do I don't know if you want to talk about like how we first met. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I think I think that did a lot to establish like our actual impressions, like our second first <laughs> impressions of each other. It was very like the way we met was, it was just random. <laughs> yeah. Well, so basically, um my sweet man and I were on a walk like the second night of us being here and like we we're just walking through the streets and then I see this girl like hanging off of the of the fence or whatever like talking to she was outside of um, Kirkland, which is a, a dorm building, and she was talking to, like, one of her friends, like, on the third floor, and they were, like, talking on the phone, and, like, she was just hanging off the fence, and I was, like, I kind of looked at her, and I was, she looks really familiar, and I, but, like, the mask is really deceiving, I feel like. I was, like, I couldn't tell, and then I, I got closer, and I said, Audrey? <laughs> Dude, I was so, like, 
I mean, I was kind of embarrassed because I feel like that's just a strange way to meet someone. Like, there's no way I could disguise the fact that I was hanging off of a fence. Like, there's yeah. no cool way to play it off because no, she saw yeah. me walking. Like, she, there's no way to hide from that. Yeah, like, <laughs> she was walking, so I, like, couldn't exactly run. So I just kind of – I committed. I hung – I kept on hanging onto the fence. I turned, and I was like, oh, Emily from, like, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I feel like – I mean, I didn't think it was weird at all. I thought it was kind of cool how you were, like, talking to someone, like, from the fence. But I feel like as soon as we met, like, I don't know, like, it was pretty easy to talk and, like, get to know each other. And I think that, like, having a background of knowing each other on social media definitely helped. Yeah, definitely. And I remember at one point, like, this car came over, like, blasting music. And then, like, all of us just kind of, like, sang along to it. And it was kind of like that spontaneous, like, college meeting where you're like, okay, like, this is how I'm going to make friends now. Yeah. I don't know. For me, I really like... And this is, like, something else I want to talk about. But, like, I feel like you're the queen of organizing random oh. friend groups and, like, spontaneous <laughs> friend groups. You love sliding my name in there. <laughs> no, what I do is, like, there are people that I have on my radar just from social media or from seeing them on other people's social media where I'm like, okay, they seem super cool. So, like, I since I met Emily pretty much, like, very early on, she's probably one of the first people I hung out with, I want to say. Like, because of that, like, I use her name as a security blanket. Like, I'll slide into someone's DMs. I'll be like... And I don't, like, especially when it comes to, like, guys, I don't want them to think that I'm coming on to them in a romantic sense because I feel like sliding through the DMs does have that connotation sometimes. So I will literally, like, make sure they know it's platonic by being like, so, want to get dinner with me and my friend Emily Song? (laughs) Yeah, she loves saying my full name. (laughs) I just think of her as her full name, and I just, like, slide her name in that. And because of that, like, I feel like you said that someone, like, literally recognized you. Yeah, yeah, people, it's great. People will come up to me and be like, or, like, I don't know, I'll be hanging out in a group setting, they'll be like, I feel like I see you all the time, or, like, I always hear your name, and I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, like, I, I feel like I, like, heard you from someone, and I'm like, I don't know you at all. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like I can uh, say thanks to Audrey for that. Um, but, yeah, like, do you want to talk? I feel like, because we were kind of talking about this last night, but, like, how did you start, like, your thing of, like, randomly just, like, reaching out to people, and, like, why why did you do that? Yeah, definitely. I think that, okay, for me, I got over kind of the fear of the awkwardness of reaching out to random people in high school, senior year. Uh, this was pre-COVID, by the way. But I just remember thinking, like, there are so many cool people here that I'll never get the chance to talk to just because, like, fate decided we shouldn't have any classes yeah. together. So then I, like – and I had their Instagrams, of course. So I think I have this one friend. I literally slid into her DMs. Like, I had never – I barely ever talked to her before. And I was like, hey, you seem really cool. Let's grab, like, milk tea. Mm-hmm. And she actually said yes. And then, like, the friendship that developed from that was – like, kind of convinced me, like, hey, this is a possibility yeah. that like, you can do this. And then once I got into college, like, there were lots of times, like, especially the first two weeks, I'm sure Emily can, like, relate, but you're kind of focused on, like, socializing, meeting as many new people as possible. Yeah. So because of that, like, everyone's pretty, like, you'll see that you'll find that everyone's super receptive to, like, the DM slides. Like, they'll yeah. usually say yes, actually. Yeah. And I just remember, like, there were people that I thought were cool. And then, so then the random group hangout started, though, because I invited, like, one guy and then I invited Emily. And I was like, one guy. One guy. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, we need more guys. So then I like, and then I remember like we were talking about like this other guy that we thought was cool, just because like we heard about him like from like other people. We're like, oh, he seems cool, so we invited him too. And then we're, and then a man, and then Emily Sweetmate. We're like, you know what? Yeah. We should invite her too. And then because of that, we just grabbed like random people, yeah. like a group of like six <laughs> random people. Yeah. And I was like, if if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't will just suffer <laughs> but you know like I think it worked out I really liked the group and I feel like especially I think it's interesting that you started doing that senior year because I think like in high it makes sense now like random like spontaneous socialization but I think in high school like especially like towards senior year you kind of like 
tend to like remain friends with the people that you've been friends with for a long time. So like making new friends isn't really something you do in senior year. Um, but I think that's really cool. Like I think like the awkwardness of meeting someone for the first time is, is pretty hard to get over, but I feel like you're really good at that. Thank you. I feel like it's like I just commit at this rate. Yeah. And I think that like some of it comes from, it sounds terrible, but I look at my social media and that's why I cultivate my social media so much. Yeah, like yeah. I look at my social media, I'm like, okay, if this person slid to my DMs, I'd probably respond to them versus if I had like one really blurry post and three followers, I'd be like, they probably think I'm a bot. Yeah, yeah. no, that that's accurate. Um, But yeah, and then like another thing is, it's kind of funny because I feel like coming into Harvard, like I would have so many DM conversations with like so many different students, but I actually like haven't met them in real life. Like I talked to this one guy for, I think, I think since like March, April, and I actually haven't even seen him yet. Like, and we had like some like serious, not like deep talks, but like we definitely like talked a lot and like I actually haven't seen him yet. And it's kind of weird to me. I feel like there's like that interesting distinction between like an online versus an in-person relationship and like when you get on campus, like, you kind of start to realize, okay, like, these people are, like, who I thought they were on Instagram, or, like, these people who aren't who I thought they were on Instagram, and, like, I don't know, I feel like social media definitely has its problems, but it's pretty good for, like, having, like, like, giving you, like, preconceived notions of people, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely agree, and I also feel like social media kind of, like, cuts, at least, kind of cuts you off from, like, meeting people who don't really use it at all, who are super yeah, cool. Yeah, like, um, cool. yeah, like, Emily, uh, across the hall from Emily, like, they're two sweet mates, mm-hmm. and then they're, like, super cool, but things, both of them basically said they don't really use Instagram, and they're, like, and I never would have found them, like, if not yeah. for, like, meeting them in person, like, yep. because of you guys, and they're super cool people, and it's just, like, I'm just thinking, like, how many cool people have I just, like, not been able to meet, because our classes are completely, like, yeah. online, or, like, so yeah, so then... I'm just sad about like the people because it's pretty self-selecting. Like, the people that you talk to a lot on social media are probably the type that use social media a lot. Yeah, it that that sucks. And also, like, I'm just I'm thinking about all the people that like aren't on campus, all the international people, and it kind of really sucks. I don't know, like all the people that we've lost because they're gapping or they're not going to be on campus. So I think that like the process of making friends is not going to end freshman year. So definitely, I feel like we're going to have like a second freshman year and sophomore year. No, I think we are, especially like. <laughs> We're not going to know where any of the buildings are for classes. Like, I'm going to have to, like, ask how to get to a class. It's going to be freshman year all over again. (laughs) But, yeah. I don't know. And I think that, like, people are – I want to say the only – one of the few good parts about, like, this whole COVID thing is that I feel like people are almost friendlier now. Like, they're more receptive to, like, getting, like, DM slides or, like, to randomly talking to people, like, on campus. And usually that feeling kind of fades, I feel like, by, like, week two, week three. Like, Mm -hmm. people kind of settle down to their groups. But, like, I feel like as of right now, like, I still feel like the – random socializa- socialization culture is kind of strong still. Yeah, I really like it. Um, And, like, I talked about this in my podcast with Amanda, but I think in the beginning, random socialization is, is really fun. But, like, I think there can be moments where it gets kind of tiring. You know, like, you're, like, talking and talking to, like, random people, like, bouncing back and forth from people. And, like, I don't know. For me, like, my social battery, like, really took a toll. <laughs> but I think now – I don't know. Like, now it's – I think I'm getting adjusted. And, like, I really like meeting a bunch of people. And I feel like – Two weeks in, I think I'm starting to kind of get an idea of, like, who I know I'm going to be friends with. But at the same time, like, there's so many more people to meet. Like, for example, last night, the group of people, I'd never met them before. But I think they're really cool. Yeah. I I also agree. Like, the, like you kind of know, like, this can develop into, like, a super great, like, a super close friendship. Whereas others, like, okay, you're super cool. I'm glad we got lunch. And, like, I know that we can reach out if we want to. But then it's just, like, you'll have so many people that, like, 
will be on your social radar yeah. that like you definitely do need to decide or like at mm-hmm. least you'll like have a decision by the end of like who am I gonna like yeah. spend the most time with because mm-hmm. definitely there are like your go-to people to hang out with yeah. versus like people that you think are cool that you grab coffee with like once you like, know, you don't know if you're gonna be like super close yeah you know? and I, that's something that I really like about how you always like reach out to people and like make plans and organize things because I feel like that that allows you to I don't know like meet as many people as possible and not grow too comfortable like in a certain relationship or like I don't know like you just have a lot of not like options because that sounds like that sounds bad but you have a lot of opportunities to meet people so that's pretty good yeah Yeah. and I think that like it's kind of like testing it out like testing out the waters and the thing I like about group hangouts though is that like there's like less pressure like sometimes yeah. you like you'll get food with one person and then you'll and then the conversation will die and you're mm-hmm. kind of just like making small talk yeah, versus like talk. yeah because I feel like when you're in a group you're less likely to make small talk because yeah. like usually at least some person can like usually someone like can carry the conversation when it mm-hmm. dies or like something yeah. yeah but it's really cool like seeing how groups vibe together because I feel like coming from my high school I actually had like a not super diverse high school mm, so like yeah because I come from like Bay Area California my school is like very majority Asian which was like really cool because like a sense of community and everything but coming here like and having like more diverse friend groups like the topics that we talk about are so interesting because I'm like learning so much like every yeah. single time no okay I actually have the opposite thing so my high school was like no Asians at all so coming here with like a bunch of Asians I mean I've definitely made friends who aren't Asian but I mean majority of my friends are Asian and it's honestly pretty nice like I don't know like I would never back home like I would never go out to get Korean food with my friends because like I don't know like that was just never something we did but like I feel like here it's I don't know like we're going to get Korean food this week and I'm super excited but I don't know but yeah like last night the group was I feel like our personalities were pretty good together and I I have high hopes that hopefully it'll work (laughs) I was like Audrey you did it (laughs) I was like I I have no regrets about like dragging yeah (laughs) And the funny thing is, like, the original guy I invited didn't even show he up. Didn't even show up. But honestly, <laughs> not mad about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like. I think it's so funny because Audrey always like mentions me, and she like slides my name in, and I'm like, she's like, if I go down, like we're going down together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, don't worry, this is not a date. It's a group hangout, and to prove that, Emily's song. Emily's song. You might as well just like tag me. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So the next thing, this is kind of a really interesting topic that actually came like came in my mind last night like as I was brainstorming and doing a bit more like planning for the podcast but I want to talk about like romanticizing our lives like why we do it how we do it and like how it makes I feel like it makes you live a better life definitely I think this may be because we both grew up on like a steady diet of Taylor Swift (laughs) yeah and probably like we both read a lot so we probably have a lot of like (laughs) <laughs> and like ideas about our life through like oh, Taylor Swift, old Taylor Swift love songs and oh like probably YA novels. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. To me, I never, okay, so I never really had like a solid definition for romanticizing my life, but like I, I, I was actually doing research on it last night and I realized that like I do this like so intensely and, but I didn't know that it was called romanticizing your life. I just thought it meant like being happy. <laughs> I don't know, but apparently it is like, paying attention to what's happening around you and like really being a part of it all. And then like it manifests itself in the little things. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is like sometimes it's best not to be dramatic about everything. Like sometimes life is just meant to be appreciated and not to be like worried over. I don't know. And yeah. And I think it's like, 
a lot of how you look at life like events will happen and to some other person they may just think oh like this okay whatever but for me I like turn it almost into a story me too. I'm like yeah. okay like I was like oh I ran to this person I ran to this person like isn't my luck crazy like I feel like I'm like it's like a very main character type of thing to do yeah, like you are the main character yeah <laughs> like you have to think about things as like they're part of yours like when things happen I think of it not really as like things happening to me but as like a part of like, like kind of, of yeah you're a part of it and you're kind of like oh my god like this happened this happened and the way you like you approach it like you kind of connect those things yeah. like yeah no I love that I think that when you like when things happening when things happen around you and you have the ability to find a way that it's like special or fun or like if you find something to appreciate and everything like I think that makes life like more worthful and like more meaningful I don't know like for me I don't I can't think of like a specific example but I just I try to live my life like day to day in a way where I'm always like taking joy out of my surroundings and I think you know like some people would just argue that that's just being like a, a happy person but I don't know like when you really think about it like that's not something that a lot of people do but I, I do think that, like, if – I don't know. Like, for me, like, romanticizing my life is just something that I like to do in order to keep me happy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, that was kind of – that kind yeah. of didn't make any sense. But, yeah. No, I feel that because, like, I, I think the problem is I haven't – like, I don't have a clear purpose in my life yet. I'm not like I was put on this earth, like, to do this. And, like, I respect people who have that clear purpose and passion. Like, I'm going to solve this problem. Like, I'm going to do this. But I haven't found that yet, which is, like, great because that's yeah. what Harvard is for. But I think that romanticizing my life is, like, kind of, like – my like almost stops like what I'm doing instead of that like at least for now yeah. it's like okay like I feel like the main character like I feel like I'm working towards something yeah and uh the same friend who like I always scream Taylor Swift with back at home her name's Morgan she's really cool she actually gave me a notebook and it's in reference to a conversation we had earlier but she's like be the main character and like mm -hmm. sometimes it like I don't really journal but what I'll do is like I'll write down like the most like main character thing or like the most romanticizing my life thing oh. I did that day oh I love yeah. that wow it, I want to start doing that yeah it's like not even like it doesn't need to be like something super dramatic like pretend one day I hang out with a friend we go to amusement park but then at night I'm walking to the mailbox with like music playing and like the mm. night air is just perfect like I'll write yeah. about the second like mailbox thing yeah. and not like the first just because like it really just depends on like what I take out of an experience I've I been love that. that no I love that so much um like what else do you do like, what else do you think you do in order to, like, r romanticize your life, quote-unquote? <laughs> yeah, I think that I definitely, like, other than just, like, when, like, I, instead of chance happenings, like, I'm, like, oh, my God, like, that's so lucky. And I, like, think yeah, about that yeah. a lot. I also, I feel like, music also plays a large part of it. Like, oh you'll play music and you walk through the streets and it's, like, <laughs> yeah, we were talking status. about, last, like, last time we were talking about how our life is just, like, a Taylor Swift playlist. <laughs> because, I don't know, I'm such a big Swifty and I feel like Taylor Swift has a song for, like, every stage mm -hmm. of my life. Like, every single... I don't know like I just I love her so much that's why I really enjoy her music and like the best thing is like listening to Taylor Swift and just like singing along and I don't know like really feeling your life reflected in her lyrics yes. I don't know and then like old Taylor Swift just hits different like I, I really like new Taylor Swift but there's something about old Taylor Swift that just like triggers like yeah. nostalgia that I can't explain mm -hmm. and I think that like old Taylor Swift for me it's like these are the songs that I learned when I was super young mm -hmm. like I was like eight, nine, I was still buying the CDs, like, the physical oh, CDs and gosh, stuff, yeah. and, like, with the physical, like, lyric book in the CDs, mm -hmm. and I think that, like, there's just something so crazy about, like, because I memorized those songs back then, I was, like, eight, seven, eight, and I had never, like, really felt, like, love or, like, you know, any of the yeah. emotions, like, hurt, and, like, I wasn't really hurt back then, yeah. like, I was, what, seven, <laughs> I lived a good childhood, yeah. but, like, it's crazy to, like, be, like, 18 now instead of, like, eight, and then be looking back, like, and singing the songs that you know every word of that you've 
saying yeah. since you're eight, yeah. but like this time there's like a new meaning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so accurate. Like I, so when I was in fifth grade for my Christmas present, I got an iPod shuffle and my dad basically loaded all of his songs onto there. So like my early childhood music is defined by like my dad's music taste and he listened to Taylor Swift. And like, I remember listening to the album Fearless and like listening to Love Story <laughs> and just being like, oh my gosh, like I really like this. And I like immediately memorized all the lyrics and I have like distinct memories of like singing it on the school bus or just like singing it alone. And yeah, like what you said, like I wasn't in love. I was like seven, <laughs> but I don't know. Like there's something really nice about now being able to sing Love Story and be like, oh, maybe this does have some like context in my life. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and it's like that perfect mix of like familiar, like familiarity, like with yeah. the music, like this is your childhood, but also like, okay, I'm living through this. And I think that we both realized this like yesterday, but like college is like kind of where like a lot of her songs like are like like the song um like mine literally like yeah like mentions college, college. <laughs> yeah and I think that love story like the music video like I'm pretty sure she's on a college campus at the end yeah. of it and it's just like this is like if there was ever a time to romanticize your life like it's college like yeah. college oh is gosh. the time to romanticize it see I've been doing that like every morning and so basically like okay so I'll wait <laughs> I'll literally wake up and like I don't know like I'll like smell my flowers and like make my bed and get ready like make my coffee and like make my oatmeal with peanut butter and banana every single morning and like sometimes I'll listen to a podcast I'll journal and then I'll like sit at my desk and do my classes or whatever but like I find joy in every single step of my morning and I think that when you can find joy in like the, the uninteresting things like getting ready every morning making your bed like I think that's when you find more like meaning in your life yeah definitely and this is such like a weird thing for me to do but like there are things that you can do to make yourself feel like the main character you know and I've like read like textbooks on this my Instagram explores all textbooks like from <laughs> Tumblr but it's like if you know like if like you know how main characters always have a piece of jewelry like make that for yourself like yeah. buy yourself a necklace that you feel really attached to wear it every day like I have one for my friend that I have and I also just bought like a ring like the other day yeah like things like that and like yeah. like you said having like a morning routine that you really take joy in yeah. it's like just even yeah even if like you know that like no one like let's say like probably no one cares about my morning routine but yeah. like, but, like I, care. I, I care and I like <laughs> to like yeah and I like to pretend that like there is like a purpose to it like it's like a part of the story yeah. I don't know and then this kind of segues into the next thing like I feel like you and I I can tell immediately like upon meeting you like I can tell that you really like the little things in life and like I am a big proponent of that like I I truly think that I don't know like large events in your life like are significant I don't know like maybe like the moment you got into college or like later on like the moment you get married like those are going to be like very significant parts of your life but I, I think that like what's more important is like the little things that happen in between that sometimes go overlooked, but you can always find joy in those little things. And like, so it's like little events, but also like the little things, like for me, like I love buying fresh flowers for myself like every so often. And like what I did is I like took flowers and I just like took little pieces of them and like put them all around my room. Like I have some in my pencil cup and like some in my bathroom and like, I don't know, like it's such a small act, but it's an act, but it's something that makes me happy. So I do it. And then I, I know you really like like handwritten letters yeah. And then, I don't know, I feel like we both really like taking pictures and, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, like, relate to the flower thing, too. I remember seeing the flowers in the store. I was like, oh, my God, I need to do that for myself. Because, like, I've always really liked flowers. And I think that sometimes, like, you're – at first, I didn't want them to buy them for myself because I was like, oh, I need a boy to, like, go buy them for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, like, at one point, I was like, you know what? I really like flowers. And, yeah. like, 
um back when i lived in uh, dublin which is where i'm from like i literally i could drive but i like for the sake of romanticization i biked to the trader yeah, joe's and bought myself so flowers much. and like can't like biked home with like flowers like on That's my so bike cute. which is like <laughs> I, like, did it take, like, seven times as long as it would have if I just drove? Yes. <laughs> like, did I want to kind of die as I rode up the hill? Yes. But, like, there are just things like that. And I, like, went and then I basically got flowers and I put them in a vase. And it's just, like, things like that. And also, like, like you said, letters. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, what I did was, like, even before I got to Harvard, like, I, like, wrote letters to, like, Harvard people. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. I think it's just, like, and, yeah, and the photos thing, we both have, like, photo, like, we both pretty, we pretty much, like, photo walls. walls. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, and it's, like, the things, like, you hang on to that, like, make you happy. And I think it's, like, just having, like, tangible reminders, Mm -hmm. like, especially in the social media world, like, just having tangible reminders that, like, flowers that, like, that you love yourself. Yeah. And, like, the the photos that you have friends, you know? I I love that so much. I think it makes things – it kind of grounds you a bit more. Like, I – I always talk about like finding little things to ground you in the present, like amidst all the chaos and stuff like that. And I think like the little things like letters and flowers or whatever, like that totally grounds you. And then it also manifests in actions. Like, I don't know, like for me, like going to get coffee is such a little thing, but it, it adds so much joy to my life. So I do it. And like playing guitar for me, like I love music, singing, like I love doing that. And then even just, I don't know, like doing the laundry, like that's so stupid, but sometimes I, I just like, I play music and I do the laundry and like that makes me happy. I don't know. I feel that though, because our laundry rooms, because of like COVID, I don't know, like they're very empty, like they all are. the time. Sad. <laughs> yeah, like when I went to do my laundry, and granted, this is because I have like a messed up sleep schedule, and yeah. I was like there for like, I was like in the laundry room at like 12 a.m., and <laughs> no one was there. But like, I just remember like being in like an empty room, and the thing is, I live on second floor, and which means people can see into my windows. I don't, and I like keep my windows open, mm-hmm. but in the laundry room, like there's literally no one, there are like mm-hmm. no windows, and I just remember like, playing and like I just remember playing my music and then just kind of like dancing along to the end the empty laundry room mm, yeah, like stuff I like that. that it's like even if like you just have to like take those moments as they come like if you feel like doing something yeah. like do it kind of yeah just do it and like yeah. I could really tell I guess this goes back to like social media and stuff like that but I could really tell from your Instagram that you were the kind of person who would like be into that <laughs> just because like I don't know I feel like you were always baking you were always mm-hmm. like sending letters like always going on adventures and like documenting it and like I really like that I don't know that's like something I noticed mm-hmm. about you oh, Deb, thank you I, <laughs> yeah I feel like and like documenting is like I know like it's like the classic like camera eats first that like mm-hmm. we both kind of do yeah. it's like kind of awkward when you like do it with the new friend group but at the same time it's like I want to have something to yeah, kind of like for the look back on yeah, it's like I, love that. I feel like the way like I do at least I feel like the way like you do as well it's like it's more of like it's like an act that you do like you get your food you take a video and then you put your phone away mm-hmm. it's not like a yeah, not I'm gonna really- keep staying on yeah. my phone like that's definitely a problem but it's yeah. like if it's only like an act you do to like okay I'm doing this like keep the memories and you put your phone away and then enjoy the rest of it like I think that's I think that's special yeah. yeah and another thing that I really like to do I haven't I used to do this a lot more I don't really do it anymore but I think I should is like I would I have like a running like notes thing like mm-hmm. in my on my phone or whatever of like little things that have made me happy like in my oh. day or like things that like things that make me happy and sometimes I'll read back over and I'm like this is why I love like being so intentional and like finding joy in everything mm-hmm. because I think that like if you stop if you lose the ability to find happiness in like little things you do and like in every aspect of your life I don't know I think things can get kind of like mundane and like repetitive which is something that I never want to encounter in life mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I think that college is like very good for that I actually like like, the big things matter, too. Like, of course, I was, like, thrilled that I got into Harvard, oh, yeah, you know? Definitely. But it's, like, I actually – I was talking to Emily about this last night. We were by the river. And <laughs> I wasn't super excited for college in any way because, like, 
for me, like, I couldn't think of any big things I was excited for. Like, maybe it's because, like, COVID, but also just because, like, in general, like, senior year got cut off, and I just felt like I hadn't said my goodbyes. I was like, there's not any, like, huge things I'm looking forward to. But then, like, I did not anticipate the small things that I'd enjoy, like, Mm -hmm. walks by the river and, like, a really cute, like, like, flower shop right by campus. And, like, stuff like that, like, the little things I, like, never saw myself, like, that I never just imagined were really the things that got me excited about college, like, the feeling of meeting a new person, getting cookies at 1 (laughs) a.m. No, the little things are never something that you, like, anticipate, but they're always the best, in my opinion, and, like, I've had, I've had people, like, make fun, not make fun of me, but I've had people kind of judge me and be like, why are you so, like, it's just, I don't know, like, it's just a bouquet of flowers, like, why do you care so much, but I don't know, like, to me, they mean a lot more than just a bouquet of flowers. And I feel like I feel like when you romanticize your life, like people can tell that about you. And like in some aspect, not that you would make them also do that, but I think like your joy can definitely be like projected onto other people. And I think like that's something that's that's really nice. Like when you're joyful and like when you're happy, it's it manifests in like how you treat other people and then in turn, like they will also have joy. Yeah. I don't know. And I think that like it also kinda it also kind of convinces other people that you live like the best life. Like yeah. I don't know, like my life is honestly pretty like mundane. Um, okay, uh, next topic is so Audrey and I are both currently <laughs> on the pre med track <laughs> at the pre med on the pre med track at Harvard. I don't know if you want to talk about, like your major and yeah, yeah, definitely. This is like more of the classic college talk, but i i really wanted to major in something humanities but for me like i've always wanted to i guess be a doctor in the end just because like humanities for me is more of like a learning passion but it's like a lifelong learning type of thing like even when i'm in a doctor in the future i want to take like community college courses and like humanities subjects just because i find that like interesting but as of a career like this sounds terrible but do you ever i'm like okay like being in high school i was like okay i'm too good at like science like biology just like to not do something with this as a career because I feel like I'd be missing out on using some of my talents like or like my skills or the work that I've done if I didn't pursue like a STEM uh, STEM career and I did like want to do something tangible and also like I'm Asian I come from a traditional Chinese family (laughs) like I was like okay you know what like doctor doesn't seem too bad and like there are other reasons I want to do that but like when I chose a college I really want a college where I could pursue like just like I a like it's learning passion for like humanities but like still ultimately become a doctor which is why I chose like Harvard over like a lot of the public schools that like um that I also like was considering so yeah I'm not like I'm pretty I'm set on it in some ways but also I've done way less research than a lot of other pre-med kids which like kind of like stresses me out sometimes Mm -hmm. what are you thinking of majoring in Probably history of art and architecture. That's really cool. Yeah, mostly focusing on the art. You see, I think history of architecture really, architecture is really cool, but I think what Harvard does is history of art, and then architecture is like a separate thing. Okay, I got I don't you. think it's like history of that, because I was looking at the course listing. The architecture is like a lot about design and stuff, and oh. I was like, oh, I'm more of like the <laughs> critique and like analysis. Yeah. I'm less of like that. I can't exactly draw someone a building. Mm, so I got you. Yeah. I I think that for me, like I have always been really interested in STEM and like chemistry was my favorite subject and stuff like that. But I think over the years I've gained an appreciation for the humanities. And I think that a lot of people when like when people think of becoming a doctor, like they think, okay, like science, math. But I don't think people understand like there is a humanities aspect to it. And you know, whether it's through like bioethics or like the history of medicine or like the culture of medicine, like how pe- how patients are treated, like how doctors should, you know, treat or how doctors should act in an environment. Like that's something that people tend to gloss over. And that 
that's actually like one of the reasons why I really want to be, become a doctor because I feel like, you know, aside from the technical, as- technical aspect, aside from, okay, you have to be good at science or math or whatever, you also just have to be like a good person and like know how to treat other people and know like what's appropriate in such a fragile environment because there's, I think there's like a big problem with, I don't know, like in, in modern medicine, like especially right now, like in hospitals and stuff like that, I think like patients tend to be like pretty dehumanized and you can see that in like the way the hospital's set up. I don't know, everything is white, everything is pretty like barren and kind of scary looking. And then like, you know, the gowns that patients are given are pretty revealing and like sometimes they can be treated like less. And I think that when you have a good doctor is someone who's not only smart in medicine and, and, and science and stuff like that, but there's someone who like treats the patient well, like knows how to talk to a patient, knows how to deliver like important information. And I don't know, that's like one of the reasons why I'm so drawn to medicine. Yeah, that's, that sounds super cool, actually. And I like, I I mean, I've thought about that in passing, I guess, but I like haven't really like thought about that in depth until you talked about it. But I definitely agree. And I think that like one of the inspiring things about going to Harvard is that every single person here has like a, almost a different reason for like pursuing yeah. medicine, because you know that these people like, like you already know they're academically smart, just like <laughs> in terms of the school we go to, but it's like crazy to see like the personal reasons and the personal mm-hmm. backstories that like of why they get into medicine. And I yeah. think that like, that's why like, I mean, pre-med here is like, I don't know much about it, but I know that like, I feel like we're in a pretty good like setup place. Like they seem yeah. to be like, we don't really have like, we don't have a pre-med major or like concentration or anything. Pre-med's like a, very much like something like just a track that you mm-hmm. go on. You have like pre-med advisors, but Honestly, I think I'm less stressed about it now that I'm at Harvard than I would be if I were at somewhere else. Yeah. One thing I really think is cool is that a lot of people here concentrate in the humanities like you like they're planning on concentrating in the humanities, but on a pre-med track. I think that's really cool. And I don't think so far I haven't really felt like any sense of like cutthroat competition Mm -hmm. amongst the pre-med community. Like, I mean, I know quite a lot of pre-med kids and yeah, I haven't really felt like any sort of I mean, maybe it's just because like we're only first years and stuff like that. But so far, I think the community has been pretty supportive. Yeah, definitely. And uh, going back to like the school, the high school that I went to, yeah. we it was not that we hurt each other, but it was like pretty. I didn't like to collaborate with people in my high school okay. a ton just because like the collaborative culture there was like not great. Like the only like and when people collaborated, like there were groups that literally would like cheat together. Like they have like a whole system. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like, like you give answers for this and I give answers for that, like based on the schedule. And it was like insane. So there wasn't, like, a really large, like, collaboration culture in my high school. And, like, not even for, like, just uh, classes, but what happens is that people would be – people wouldn't tell the other person the summer programs they're applying to oh my because they didn't want the other person to apply as well and to decrease their own chances. That's so toxic. Yeah, and, like, that was what high school looked like. I know people who did that. And, like, I know people who, like, were worried about, like, sharing opportunities. I know people who, like, hung out with people just to hear of the opportunities they're Are you doing. Serious? Yeah, That's like, insane. I had a friend who, like, did a, like, program and people, like, hit her up, like, for it so it's like stuff like that like I just coming to Harvard I was scared that like I would still have to like deal with that because um I actually was considering like a liberal arts college before this just because I want to get away from like that type of toxic competition culture but coming to Harvard I was like wait when people collaborate like they actually mean to collaborate yeah Yeah. a big thing so our for stem classes like we have p sets problem sets and like a big thing is like having a p set buddy or like a p set group and collaboration is a huge thing like you're actually encouraged to collaborate obviously like you're not supposed to give each other the answers but i think that harvard does a really good job of creating like a very supportive academic community and like i know they have a lot of like support resources like i've i've been using like the tutoring service and 
I definitely think that like the support here is is a lot more than I imagined. I mean, I knew that they would be pretty supportive, but I didn't know that the community like would be this this open to each other. I don't know, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like I think it's like nice to like really look at people and be like like you can't leech off of each other is the thing. Like people yeah. here are like very like they're very smart, but they're also like very helpful. And I think yeah. that like there's none of that like condes- there's no fear or like <laughs> less sorry less fear about like getting help just because like. I feel like it's an inherent, like, okay, we got here, like, for different reasons, you know? And, like, it's, like, you're not any less because, like, you asked for help on, like, one subject. Because, honestly, like, you can probably help them in another subject. And I think that it's, like, it's actually a great way, like, to actually make friends almost. Yeah. Like, I will, like, like, if you see someone on Instagram who, like, you also see, like, in your Zoom class in the gallery view, like, you can totally just, like, DM them and be, like, hey, want to work on P-sets together? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, a low-pressure, like, and productive way of hanging out. And that's how I've, like met a few new people is like by like asking them to do p-sets together yeah I really like that I think that another thing this just like popped up in my mind but on the one hand like we all come from such different backgrounds and like we all have different reasons for why we're here and we all have different passions we want to pursue and whatever like you know we all have such different stories to tell but at the same time like we're all here together and I think that like something that's really inspiring is that like you don't really have to worry. Like, like, like you said, like in high school, the collaboration culture was so toxic or whatever. Cause people were all trying to figure out, like, I don't know, I guess like people were stressed about stressed out about college or whatever, their GPAs, whatever. But like, I think in college, the difference is that like, we're all, okay. So we're all here. Like there's no use in like not wanting to help each other, you mm-hmm. know? Cause we all want to move forward together. We all, we all recognize that we're all in the same boat. And like, even though we come from different backgrounds, like helping each other and creating a community is more important than like competing with each other. Yeah. And it's like, you're not even, there's nothing even to compete with each other for. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that's the main thing. Cause yeah. like Loki, like what high school is like kind of into context of like the high school you go to and like, you know, who's like at the top of your high school and stuff like that. But honestly in college, we're all going after such different things. Yeah, like that's what I love about college. Yeah. Like even within the pre-med, like you're going for like, like more the chemistry route or like the MC, MCB. MCB yeah. And I'm going like history of art and hum- like yeah. art and architecture, like even within the same, like, thing you'll be going towards like such vastly different so, ends yeah, yeah. Cool. like in high school a lot of people would have like the same exact schedules or whatever but in college there's so many classes like everyone's really taking different things and that's what I really like about college I don't know yeah we've been given like a lot of choices here and it's almost like there are too many classes like to choose from I want to take like every class because <laughs> every class looks so cool but we could only take so many classes and I know like fresh first years are only allowed to take four a semester I think sophomore year you can take five but that's a lot (laughs) but I don't know like there's so many cool classes and the professors here are so amazing like they've all done their like own separate work or whatever but yeah I just think like the opportunities here are amazing and I'm really excited for the next four years um and then do you know like what specifically you want to do in medicine yeah um I think maybe like general doctor I used to want to go neurology but like maybe not anymore I think that actually um what I've realized is that I uh, my goal is to work with Chinatown in the future I think that's like one of the main focuses I have because like I mean like coming from like just Chinese culture like I already have like the kind of background I've always wanted to use like my Chinese skill at least in a way like in my career but like I also wasn't super keen on going the business route like international global business like wasn't exactly what I was thinking about so I want to do medicine and for me like I'm more of a person who, like, cares more about, like, I guess, local stuff than I do, like, uh, super global stuff. Like, of course, I'll keep up with the news, but it's, like, I care more about, like, what's happening in San Francisco's Chinatown, which is, like, where I'm kind of close to, versus, like, 
I guess the entire world as a whole and yeah. like my focus in like medicine. So what I really want to do is like just like the economic disparity between like the Chinese people living in Chinatown versus like my like very Chinese family living in like the suburbs of like Dublin. So it's like I really want to kind of work in that and like kind of like work with that community and like with services that are like more catered towards like them. Okay. So like are you thinking more like general surgery or? Yeah, probably definitely probably general something like I just want to hopefully open like something there. And I understand that like probably my first job won't be anywhere near there because like I think I do need to earn like a good amount of money first working like for a classic like corporation, you know, like Palo Alto Medical Foundation or like Kaiser preferably earn some bank. But then after that, I really want to work in like Chinatown and stuff. That's and that's such a unique like dream I think that's really cool um do you want to do surgery or like doctor like I don't know probably just like um, general doctor okay, yeah, uh, I don't yeah. think I don't, you don't think want to I go to school skilled. for like 20 yeah, years yeah I don't I also don't think I'm like skilled enough for surgery like I probably I think I'm good enough at it probably to like hopefully get through med school but yeah. definitely not as like a specialization yeah okay yeah. okay that's that's so cool um yeah. yeah and I know like you speak Chinese to your parents and stuff like that so you have that skill and like I think that it's really important to like apply that skill to whatever career you go into so that's really cool yeah I'm getting like a, I'm trying to get a language citation in Chinese oh, cool. in the years I'm here I think I need to what two years I don't know I, I just six classes six classes probably three years then but because uh, I'm in 130 right now so I need to take 140 and then 150 so wow. like a b a b a b and then after that like I think also one of the things, like, this kind of goes to the humanities aspect of that you were talking about, how it's important to incorporate that into, like, medicine. I think it'd be really cool to see how you could combine, like, traditional medicine with, like, classic medicine, just especially in, like, Chinatown and places like that. Because I know my grandparents were, like, super into traditional medicine. So when they got sick, like, they, like, would go there first instead of, like, going to, like, an actual doctor. And I'm wondering if there's any way to, like, kind of combine that in a way. That's so cool. Um, I think, like, that's going back to, like, what we were talking about, like, your reason for wanting to go pre-med is so personal. And like, I think that's so awesome. Like for me, I mean, I already talked about it, so I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, it's just like interests and, you know, like how I see the world and like how I want to like noticing, like how I want to make the world a better place. And like, obviously you have the same interest, but you have a very, very personal, like underlying interest. And I think that that's really, really cool. Um, are any of your, like your family members doctors or like, are you the first? I'm yeah, I'm the first. My dad's like, computer science my mom's an accountant okay, okay yeah i'm probably the first one um and my dad did major in chemistry though but okay. he said he got tired of making soap so he went <laughs> so he taught himself like cs and that's what he does now wow so i guess i do have i'm teaching yourself cs <laughs> i have some back like i guess i mean if i asked him to explain anything to me he says it in like a way too like complicated way but other yeah. than that i don't really have like a history of people in medicine i okay. think that i have like some relatives who are nurses but like they're so far away that, like, I'm probably the first. And I think it's, like, I don't know. Like, I'm – I think I'm second generation. Am I second generation? My parents immigrated here, basically, when they were, like, in their 20s, kind of. Am I second then? I don't know the exact terminology. Like one and a half. One and a half, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so then it's, like, things like that. Like, it's been interesting, like, figuring out the American school system by myself because I never – like, during college app season, like, they had no idea. Like, they hadn't – I mean, they applied to grad school, but that's – very different applying to grad school as an international student versus applying to like mm-hmm. undergrad as like a um like as a domestic student so I feel like that part's been interesting like just knowing that like in this journey like they probably won't be able to guide me as much yeah like they'll, they'll support me but they can't guide me the same way that like possibly people who have had like parents that like kind of went through the educational system here like you. you get like that extra like help and like that extra understanding mm-hmm. 
Well, look at you. Here you are. Oh. You did a great job. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think like even if another thing that I want to briefly mention is like even if you don't really know what you want to do, like that's totally fine. Like we have so much time and I think I don't know what specifically I want to go into in medicine, but my hope is that by like taking all these classes, like I'll figure out what I'm passionate about and like go forward from then. But yeah. And then like this is so dramatic, <laughs> but I was doing my first like LPSA pre or P set. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like my journey to becoming a doctor. Like this is where it all begins. I will have so many P sets to do in college and like, I don't know, and then like med school. I don't know. It's crazy. I feel like time is just passing by so fast. Like we've only been here for two weeks and I feel like I've been here for like a day, but at the same time, I feel like I've been here for a month. It's so <laughs> weird. Time is not real. <laughs> no, time definitely is not. And like the weird thing is like the weeks pass so fast. Like I can't yeah. believe it's Sunday is the yeah, thing. Like it's, I, it's crazy. Like I don't even know. <laughs> like I cannot tell you how we got here is the problem. Like I do not know how we got to Sunday and I almost wish like, and it's also like very hard balancing social life and stuff because yeah. it's like you feel like you need to do that. And like I spent a lot of like this weekend hanging out with friends. And I was like, shoot, I wish I had a day that I just sat down and just like did work because I'm like definitely not prepared for the upcoming week. But I think that like <laughs> I think that this sounds OK. I'm no way like enable like justifying it. And I'm definitely next week I'm cracking down on it. Like and I say this and I will. But like there's also something about that college rush. Like, of course, oh, like yeah. if it goes on for like longer than like two weeks, you're probably in trouble. But like, there's something about that college rush of like, be like, shoot, time I to do work. Yeah. yeah and it's like, kind of fun. yeah, there's like something <laughs> in that where you're like, oh my God, the weekend passed so fast. Yeah. I hung with so many people and like had so many great yeah. memories, but now it's like grind time. Grind time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally feel that. Another thing I think, like, I think when you have, I think the online classes are making the days pass by so fast because I'll mm -hmm. sit down for a class 9 to 10.15 and then I have, like, a 15-minute break and then, like, 10.30 to 11.45 right. and it's, like, I don't know, like, and then I'm, like, the day's just gotten away from me, but, yeah, time, time is not real. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's going to conclude today's episode. Um, I think we talked about, like, a lot of interesting things. Like, I, <laughs> I did not expect to, I feel like, I don't know. One thing I really like about these podcasts is that, like, I have, like, a kind of, like, a brief outline of what we want to talk about, but then, like, sometimes it just, like, gets carried on to whatever the other person wants to talk about, and then it's really just, like, an open conversation with just, like, my goal for this podcast, but, yeah, you're the second Harvard person to be on here, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so thank you so much for joining me. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Next week, I think I have, I think I have a solo episode planned, so that should be fun, and then the week after that, I have some more, like, college friends that I want to bring on but yeah anything else you want to say <laughs> no uh it was super fun being on here thank you for inviting me I it was way more of a conversation than I like thought it would be yeah I just want it to be like a casual thing like my goal isn't for it to be like an interview style because I hate that but I kind of just wanted to like talk about things that I feel like were relevant to both of our lives and I know we have like a lot of similarities in regards to like romanticizing our life and like the little things and obviously being pre-med so yeah thank you so much for joining me I really enjoyed that um <laughs> uh okay so I'll see you guys next week uh thank you so much for listening bye